John chapter 5. And verse 1 said, After this there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain lame man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. When the water's troubled, to put me in the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. I want to preach for a few moments on this thought. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. Let's, let's pray together. Lord, we love you this morning. Thank you for your presence that we have felt already for your mercy that's been released in this room. God, I ask today that you would just anoint these lips of clay for a few moments. And God, that I might be a blessing to your people, that I might feed your sheep, that we might all be better, be encouraged, and be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise before you're seated. Hallelujah. Well, it's time for a change. Been a long time in that case. It's time for a change. You can be seated. That man was encased in his case. Been in there a long time. 38 years is a long time. 38 years long enough. You know, hey, 38 days be long enough. You get sick in your body, 38 hours is long enough. 38 minutes is long enough. When things are not convenient or comfortable to you, uh, one second's long enough. Nobody just wants to endure pain and heartache, and we want it to be over as quickly as it can. We'd love for it to never come at all. But if it does come, then we sure want the situation to change. We want everything to be put back to right. We want to be better. And this man for 38 years had lain right here by the pool. He, was, uh, he, he watched his miracle pass him by day after day. Sometimes we feel like everybody is getting their miracle but me. Seems like everybody else is just taking off but me. Seems like everybody's getting the desires of their heart but me. Sometimes it seems like that. If we focus on ourselves, it does. If we're always looking at ourselves and looking in the mirror, we're always seeing what we don't have. He was so close, but he could not make it happen. He knew he needed to be healed. He knew he needed to be whole, but he, he couldn't do it. It wasn't in his power. He didn't have a man to help him. Uh, nobody else would uh, 
take time to lift this man up. I mean, surely he had somebody that he knew that was well that would come and say, I'll sit with you today and see if we can get you in the water. But he said, I have no man. He had no worldly answer. He had nothing to fall back on. When we realize that this world cannot fix us, we will be able to hear maybe the voice of the Savior. So many people were so uh, focused on the pool because of the miracle. Hey, actual miracle, it happened. And so people naturally were drawn to the water, to watch the water move, to see it troubled that they could step in and get a miracle. But Jesus, the healer of all diseases, had just walked in the midst of them. And if we can ever realize and, and understand that uh, nobody else can help us, maybe then we can begin to lift up our eyes unto the hill from whence cometh our help. Friend, he, this man, 38 years, he is a regular fixture by this pool. I don't know, they didn't have a calendar, I don't guess. Well, the angel comes on the third of the month. It didn't say that. He just said, comes down in a certain season. And uh, so they would have to spend days, hours, maybe weeks, sitting and watching and waiting for the troubling of the water. He, he became part of the crowd. It became part of his identity that he would be at the pool. If somebody didn't come and get him at the end of the day, he spent the night because he could not walk himself. It became his life. You know, and sometimes we uh, become so engrossed in where we are and in our lack and where things are not going right, and we just begin to accept that this is how it is, and we say, well, at least I'm close to the miracle. But you know what? He was close to the miracle. I can just imagine the water being like the floor and him being two steps away. But if you're paralyzed, you're paralyzed. So close. But you know what close gets you? Nothing. (laughs) He was close to the miracle, but he was still lame. He was close to the miracle and he still had no man. He was close to the miracle and he was still without a job. He was still without hope in this world. He, he was still sick. He was still not whole. He was close, but close didn't give him anything. Close didn't provide for his need. Close isn't good enough. He can't walk, no job, no nothing. He's just still the impotent man laying by the pool watching life pass him by and we feel like that sometimes sometimes people are just satisfied with being close man this room right here you will be close to God when his presence sweeps in this room and this choir is worshiping and people are singing and music's playing and people are praying and and God's he shows up because two or more there he is in the midst When you are in the sanctuary, when you're in that place, man, you are just as close as you can be to the Lord. And yet, being close just ain't enough. People leave church all the time unchanged. They leave church all the time without a solution, without an answer. And hey, listen, it's not his fault. And I tell you this today, that the power to change comes from God. But the choice to change is up to you and me. You need to stitch that on a pillow. You need to put that on your bumper sticker. You need to write that on your refrigerator or something, wherever you'll see it every day. The power to change comes from God, but the choice to change is up to you. Because he never loses power. He never loses desire to change you. 
But until we let him, until, like I said a while ago, until we open the door, he can knock on, he can be as close as the other side of the door. But until we open up, he don't come in and nothing changes. Friend, it's time for a change. It's time for us to stop denying access of the Holy Ghost into our lives. Yeah, come on. It's time for us to stop barring the door from Jesus. It's time that we stop just being satisfied with being close. You know what happens when you're close? You just start getting entertained. You just, you, you just start watching and see how good the service was today, how good everything was, how good the preacher preached today. When, you, when you're satisfied with close, you, you, you start putting it on a scale of, uh, of, hey, yeah, it was excellent or it wasn't excellent. You, know, it was, you, you just start uh, measuring things. But, but when you have a desire for a change, you're going to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. Jesus did not whisper in this man's ear when he said, will you be made whole? Will you be made whole? Hey, there's people everywhere. If I, had, I would like to think if I was sitting beside him, yeah, he didn't give nobody, he, hey, he didn't say anybody's name. He just said, wilt thou be made whole? If I'm sitting beside him, I'm like, yep, that's me. I, I hope. Or would I be staring at the water? I'm close. I'll watch somebody else get in. I'll enjoy their blessing. I'll just, I'll just be blessed by them. I just love watching them. I'll just get blessed by them. But you know what? Being close don't change nothing. Uh, I don't want to be, I don't smoke, but you say close, but no cigar. You know, uh, but uh, so uh, I don't want to be close. This ain't horseshoes. This ain't hand grenades. It's the Holy Ghost. This is God. This is your life. And being close. When will we just get dissatisfied with being close? I love to watch somebody else get a blessing. But I don't come to church just to watch somebody else get a blessing. I come to church so I can be changed. Hey, you know what? On Saturday night, I know church is coming on Sunday. I'm like, tomorrow it's time for a change. I need to be better. I need to be whole. I need to be what he wants me to be. And just being close ain't going to cut it. It ain't going to be good enough. It's time for a change. I've got to be better. And he lost no power. But the Bible says I can quench the spirit. That's why we're warned to quench not the spirit. The spirit helpeth our infirmities. And so when you quench the spirit, you cut off your help. It don't, you know what, it may encourage me to see others be blessed, but it don't help me to see others be blessed. It don't fix my problem. It may encourage me, it may boost my faith a little bit, but until I let Jesus do what he needs to do and what he wants to do in my life, and if you think you came in here today and Jesus didn't look and say, if it was looking at every one of us saying, if you would just let me, I would make you whole. If you, now, if you walked up in here and said, I don't need nothing, whew, that's awesome, man. I need to trade places with you. But I know that Jesus looked at every single heart, walked in this room today and said, if you'll just let me, I'll fix that. Because every one of us has got something in our life and we think that close is close enough and close is going to fix it. Close ain't going to fix it. He's going to fix it. It's going to take Jesus. But you can't. You know, 
you stay in something a long time like that, he's the impotent man. That's what, that's what I call him. He's the impotent man, the one that by the pool. I don't know his name, but, but I can't call him that anymore because Jesus healed him. We've got to stop letting our, the sorrow of our circumstances cause us to just accept titles and labels on our life. You know, Jacob was married to Rachel, and Rachel, her last child, when she was giving birth, as she was giving birth, the Bible says the spirit was leaving her she was, because she was dying. She died giving birth to Benjamin, but she didn't name him Benjamin. She named him Ben-Onai, which means child of my sorrow. She was going to tag that kid, and he would have walked around all his life, and then people knew what names meant back then. Yeah. You know, kids used to associate names and stuff all the time. I, was, I grew up in school, uh, well, Ed, you, you, Mr. Ed the Horse. <laughs> Every time I come in, oh, there's Mr. Ed the Horse. You think them kids, oh, here comes, here comes old sorrow, sorrowful, old Ben and I, child of sorrow, child of sorrow. That was going to be stuck to him. And, and, and because Rachel was losing her life and she was in travail, and things, she, she, she spoke out of that, that anguish and, and put a label out there. And sometimes we do that. We label ourselves failure. Yeah, we do. We, we, we put those, you know, loser. Worthless, no good, nobody loves me, nobody cares, I can't help anybody. We, we just start because of that. But, but here's what the great thing is. When Jacob heard what she said, he said, that's not going to stick. And it says, and his father called him Benjamin, which means the child of my right hand. Yeah, he wasn't going to let it leave him stuck with the label because it wasn't who he was supposed to be. You got to quit letting these labels stick to you. You're not going to be the impotent man anymore. You're not going to be the sick person anymore. You're not going to be the depressed person anymore. You're not going to be the loser anymore. You're not the failure anymore. You're not the addict anymore. Friend, I'm telling you, there's some things that can happen in our lives. And Paul said, and such were some of you. But something had to happen. And being close to the church ain't what changed them. He said, but now you are washed. You don't get washed by just being close. Now you are sanctified. And now you are justified by the spirit of our God. Let me tell you. You don't get to say, but that's what I used to be until you let God do something in your life. When you realize I'm tired of being close and now it's time for a change. It's time for something to be different in my life. This, hey, this ain't just a message to somebody sleeping under the bridge. This is to the church. This is to the people that come in and sit on the pews every day. This is the people sitting right in the middle of the crowd today. Maybe you feel like I'm just lost in the crowd. But Jesus went right to him. He said, I'm going to find somebody that can hear me. I'm going to find somebody that's been in their case long enough. Somebody that's like, I'm tired of this. I am tired of being in this situation. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be better. Jesus knew this man could hear him. He was tired. Are you tired? Are you ready for a change in your life? Are you ready for things to be better, ready for it to be what God wants it to be? When you stay in a situation for that length of time, it will begin to lie to you. 
you'll never walk again. Well, you'll never walk at all. You'll never walk. You'll never be better. You'll never have nobody. Look, you, you, nobody, you have no man to help. You'll never have nobody. There is no healing for you. The devil is a liar. Jesus said the devil is a liar and he is the father of lies. Listen, he might be the father, but oftentimes we are the one who raise and nourish what he has fathered. He said he's the father. And when sometimes we think it's the devil lying to us every day, all he's got to do is be the father. We're very good at nourishing and raising lies in our life. You need to stop nursing that little lying baby. <laughs> you need to stop nursing that little lie that the devil planted that seed. And, and now he, he, he didn't have to do that. He just left it alone because he knew your insecurities, your frailties will begin to water it and nourish it and feed it and grow it. And, and, mm. You know what the Bible says? Don't give place to him. <laughs> don't, give, don't give place to him. Hey, he stinks and I hate him. But hey, I can't make him take credit for things I've done. Oh, somebody hurt my feelings and now I'm, and, and the little thing pops in my ear. They don't even like you. And all day long I'm sitting there thinking, how come they don't like me? What did I ever do? I guess I really ain't no good. I must not be a good pastor. I probably am sorry. I, you know, I'm pitiful, really. I'm pathetic. Nobody likes me anyway. I guess I, they probably want a new pastor. I'll just go on. And I'm just feeding that lie and churning that lie and growing that lie. And I could live in it so long that I begin to accept it. Right. And it will absolutely cripple me. Right. And it will put me on my bed. And I'll be real close to him, but being close ain't good enough. Right. <laughs> if you, hey, if you choose to, you can lay on a lie. That man had laying there, and if, if we want to, we can just lay on a lie. We can accept our circumstance and never see a change. Or you can listen to the voice of Jesus, or you can listen to the voice of your circumstance. Which one are you listening to today? Listen, he can change who we are, and he can change even who we think we are. He does a lot of that. You won't tell me Jesus has not ever changed your opinion of yourself. If you, he had never worked on you and said, that's not who you are. And you had to change your opinion of yourself. Well, he did me. Because, man, I was sorry, no good when I come to this church. I knew it. But he let me know that now I was his. And whatever's his, I'm not going to call sorry or no good. You know who you belong to today? Quit calling yourself trash. Yeah, quit talking down on yourself. Quit beating yourself up. Quit, yeah, quit cutting your miracle off. I'm nothing. I'm worthless. I'm... And then I could ask you, but do you belong to him? Well, I do. Hello. Let me tell you, he's going to love you, but he'll change you. He's, he wants to make you whole today. He wants to make you whole. Now, here, here's the thing. When Jesus said, he saw him, he said he'd been a long time in that case. He knew. This has been going. Can I tell you that Jesus knows how long? Oh, it's been forever. Has Jesus forgotten? No, he ain't forgotten. Does Jesus not see? Yes, he sees. He knows how long it's been. He knows how long you've been in your case. So he says unto him, 
wilt thou be made whole? Now, he is not asking this man, do you think I can heal you? He's asking, will you let me heal you? He's not asking, well, because he, he thought, well, I don't have a man to get in the water. He, he, he don't get what Jesus is asking him. Because, see, that's the way we are. Jesus is going, will you be made whole? Well, you know, I've got all these things, so I just really don't know. I don't guess I will be because all this stuff going on. He, he's not asking if you think it's possible that he can heal you. He's asking, will you let me heal you? Wow, yeah. You hear that? Yeah. He's not saying, quit, quit handing him a list of what's wrong with you. He already knows. Yeah. Quit handing him all these things of why you can't be made whole and just listen to what he's saying. Will you? And just say, yes, just, yes, I will be. You know what? It's time for a change, Jesus. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being stressed. I'm tired of anxiety. I'm tired of feeling low. I'm tired of being blue. I'm tired of my broken heart. I'm tired of fear. I'm tired of discouragement. I'm tired of all these things that are dragging me down. It's not, can he? It's, will you let him? He wasn't asking, do you think, because he don't know Jesus. He's like, you're the one. Yeah. No, he, he, he's like, will you be made up? Well, no, I've got a whole list of things wrong and, you know, all these things. It's been like this a long time, and I'm really not very mobile. don't have anybody to help me out. I, this, so I, won't, now I, guess, I don't guess I will be. I know I'm in church today. I'm real close. But, you know, I, man, I, I messed up last night and I messed up the day before. I, I was ugly to somebody and, you know, I, 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 I just got all this stuff wrong with Jesus. My insides are all just messed up. So I'm just going to sit here today. Friend, don't ever come to the house of God and say, I'm just going to sit here today. Oh, sometimes I just need to go sit. <laughs> well, you go ahead. It won't get you nowhere. Hello. Just going to sit won't get you nowhere. Because when you come and sit in here, he's here. And he's ready to do something in your life. He's ready to change something in your life. Every Well, I know other people have got greater needs than I do. But Jesus cares about your small need as much as he cares about the big need. Oh, me and my wife get that all the time. You know, we find out something's going on. We say, why don't you call me that? Well, I know you got so many other things. Ow! This is what we do. And then when I find out second or third hand that you've been in the hospital, had surgery, and already been home. You know, or something's going on. And I'm like, why didn't you call us? Well, I know you got so many things. I know you're busy. I just want and Jesus is like, you know, oh, gee, I know that. Well, you know, look, you know, Jesus, I know this is just what's going on with me, and this, you know, this. But, but you know, they, 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 they've got all this going on. They, their house burnt down. They just lost everything, or you know, they just lost a little. So I, I know my stuff. He's big enough, and he cares about the smallest to the big. Well, see, we're see, it's a, to him, it's a need. It's not big. It's not small. It's a need, because because he, he even said when he healed one man, they, they and he said. When he healed him, he said, your sins be forgiven. That's a big deal. Sins be forgiven because sins, who, because can't nobody forgive sin but God alone, right? Right? Yeah. But he said, what's easier for me to say? 
be healed or thy sins be forgiven. It's all the same to me. Because I can do I can I can work on things that man can't do. I can work on either. I can do it. I can heal. I can forgive sins. I can fix your heart. I can fix their mind. I can do that. That's what I do. It's not big or small to me. It's all the same. It's simply a need to him. And so when we withhold the need, it's like we're stuck. That's that's not having faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, I, I, I think I can fix this by myself, Lord. Why? Why would you even do that? Why don't you just let Jesus have it? It's time for a change. It's time for a change in our life. It's time for a change in the way we view him and what he does for us. We've got to accept that Jesus wants to fix us, make us whole. And he said, will you be made whole? Now, here's the thing. You can be healed but not be whole. Now, it says that Jesus made this man whole. I'm going to read it. So, you know, so that ain't what it said. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Immediately the man was made whole. At the word of the Lord, he was made whole. He took up his bed and walked. It was faith. It's going to take some responding to the word. Here's what the word whole means right there it means well in body, true in doctrine. So now, here's what we see there's a lot of people that get healed. When they're made whole, but they're not really whole because they don't follow his word. They come to him sincere, pray, repent, baptize, even feel the Holy Ghost. They get a level of healing, but you're not whole until you start walking by his word. Mm. Well, I'm just telling you what the scripture says. And I'm telling you what that man did. When he heard, rise, take up your bed and walk, immediately he was made whole. So he felt that something had changed. But now he's either got to get up or lay there. I've been laying here a long time. Well, are you ready for a change? Then stand up and walk. Pick up your bed and walk. Take up your bed and walk. That's what Jesus wants you to do. Don't just, don't just come in and get, get a need met and then not follow him. Mm, he wants you to walk. We walk by faith. He wants you to have faith. He wants you to live by faith. He wants you to do things differently than what you've done before. He don't want to come and say, hey, man, your legs are... Rise up and walk. Well, you can't get up unless you're able to. So he was fixed. Health-wise, whole. So he's healed. Now he's got to decide, am I going to stand up or not? Am I going to walk away or not? Am I going to do what Jesus said or not? That's a bigger question. Am I going to be whole, healthy in my body and true in my doctrine? You know what doctrine is? I don't like doctrine. Well, if you like this book, you like doctrine. If you like Jesus, you like doctrine. <laughs> but uh, but he's, doctrine is your life, your walk with God. You're following him. And so he's saying, will you be made whole? See, because just being healed, that ain't, the, that ain't the change. It's that change of life that now I follow him. I don't come back here every day. You know what? I'm sure that guy did not show up back at the pool the next day unless he went to help somebody else who couldn't walk. <laughs> but I'm sure he didn't go back and roll his little mat out and say, let me just lay here like I did every day because now he can go get a job. 
Now he can do things that everybody else, but now he, he's whole. He can actually go to the temple now. He, he, could, he couldn't even go into worship before because of his infirmities. Now he can go in and worship because Jesus has changed him because he didn't stay there after Jesus worked on him. He got up and walked. His life changed. And it might not be sickness that you're battling today. It, could just, it can be the mind. It can be the heart. It can be your spirit, your emotions, whatever it is. Maybe your life's just out of control and it's been like that for a long time. But today it's time for a change. You've been crying for a long time, worrying for a long time, depressed for a long time, upset, oppressed, angry, bitter, sad, fearful, cast down, defeated for a long time. It's time for that to change. A long time is long enough. It's just simply long enough. Preacher, you're crazy. You know, people think we're crazy because we believe this word. But see, I am a product of believing the word. Because he didn't just fix, he, he, he didn't just wash my sins away and then leave me all busted up and messed up inside. He fixed what was wrong. He fixed what was wrong. The power to change was from God, but the choice to change was on me. And when I chose to change, he fixed everything that was wrong. And he will do it for any and everybody. But we... It's on us. He will not force it into you. He doesn't give you a shot, an injection. He's not going to strap you down. He's not going to force feed you with it. He's not going to tackle you and and rub Holy Ghost all over you. He ain't going to do it. That's it. He's a gentleman. And you ain't going to get it by bumping into people. You you ain't going to get it by just letting people pray for you. You ever pray for anybody, Brother Shannon? They come up for prayer, but then they don't let you pray for them. You prayed for them. You was praying, but they ain't letting it in. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mouth just, mm, just nothing. Just eyes slammed shut, mouth just gritting their teeth, man. Just, just like praying for this desk right here. Believe me, I tried all that, but I wanted the Holy Ghost. I tried it. People speaking in tongues, I, I'm going to bump into them. If they was always spoken tongues when they prayed, I'd say, let, let, that, let him pray for me. Because maybe it'll just jump in here, you know. Never did. Don't work like that. I had to be, it had to be this, will you be made whole? And I finally had to say, yes, I will be. Yeah, I was looking for some man, but wasn't no man around that could do it. Only Jesus could. Right. Honey, come to the music. Let's stand together. I want you to know today that Jesus is here to make you whole. Uh, he wants you to start a life with him. Not just He don't want to just come feed you some fish and loaves and then you not walk with him anymore. Listen, the woman had an issue of blood 12 years. That's a long time. She touched the hem of his garment, her faith. He said, your faith has made you whole. There was a woman, 18 years, she was doubled over her back, her spine. She was bowed over. 18 years, that's a long time, but Jesus made her whole. There was a man that had a legion of devils, a long time. 
But Jesus made him whole. He was in his right mind, clothed and in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus when he was done. But Jesus didn't just leave him like that. He gave him some directions. He said, now go and tell everybody in your city what the Lord has done for you. You can't stay up here in the tombs no more. You can't go with me. You got to do what I need you to do. Jesus said, or John said, excuse me, John 1 and 29, Behold the Lamb of God. He takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the solution today. In Revelation 21 and 5, he said, Behold, I make all things new. Jesus is all about changing people. So don't lay on a lie. Don't accept the enemy's word. Don't feed it and nurture it. Don't. You need to believe Jesus and be set free. John 8 and 36 said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Not, not, just, not just out of captivity dragging chains and, and, and walking around with chains and stuff on. I got out of prison, but I still got my chains. Well, then you, you ain't free. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Listen, old things are passed away and all things are become new. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all of our sin. He's here to make a change in your life. They that are sick need a physician. That's what Jesus said. Jesus is our physician. And as I said earlier, Maybe you just, when you come to church, you feel lost in the crowd. Like, I'm sure somebody else will get, I'm sure they'll run today. They always do. I'm sure they'll dance today. They always do. Well, you can dance too. You can run too. Again, the power to change is, it belongs to him, but the choice belongs to you and me. And Jesus always changes us for the better, never for the worse. So, if you feel lost in the crowd, then just look, look back at our story. Jesus walked into the crowd to a certain man. I feel like the Lord's just walking through this room today. And he might just be standing right there beside you to demonstrate and show you what he can do. To, to see will you answer the question, yes or no, will you be made whole? He sees right where you are and he knows it's been a long time. He knows how long it's been. Well, today's your day to say, that's long enough. Today is your day to say, from this point on, change is coming in my life. So will you be made whole? He told the man, rise. Don't stay down there no more. Don't stay where it's low. Don't don't stay low. Don't stay where the sickness was. Rise. Jesus is ready to rise you up above your situation. Raise you up above your problems. To make a change in your life. If you need that change, why don't you come find your place in this altar this morning and let Jesus change your life.